we are creating a platform for those who are curious. One that tells the story from the artist's perspective. Moments in time captured from the innovators who are reshaping dance, music, theater, and visual arts. This is the Working Artist Project. <laughs> Thank you. Man, what a cheese ball. Wow. <laughs> Clap for yourself. <laughs> what's going on? Hey, what's going on, Darian? How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. I, I want to start out just talking about like the where, who, what, why, just of your story. Like, wh- who are you and why are you here? Chicago, yeah. I was born there and I moved to... I started doing music at an early age. I was about four years old. Okay. Suzuki classes. Um, I was singing before I could talk. So I guess that's when it started. My parents saw something in me. They took me to like early child music classes and stuff like that. I was singing in choir at church. And then about <clears throat> 10 years old, I started playing saxophone. Okay. And um, yeah, I never used to practice. I was just bad. I'd be in the back cutting up with my friends and then one day um we had auditions and um i was like man maybe i should practice and i practiced like 10 minutes and then i got fresh chair so then after that i was like well i think i'll be cool if i practice more so i started practicing more and just fell in love with it around high school man i I think i checked out kind of blue by miles davis's jazz record and that was it i was i was hooked after that man and had a had a had a group with some friends um, four of which are still professional musicians, but we started a group in high school and, uh, you know, went to college for music education and, um, started really developing things in college. And by the time I got out of college, I was working in Chicago on a pretty regular basis and, uh, spent some time working. I, I was teaching a little bit, went to St. Louis in 2010 and was teaching and playing out there, so I made some connections out there, came back, um, decided I wanted to do my master's in New York, and uh, and that's what that's what drew me here, man. So 2013, moved to New York, and uh, been full-time musician since, playing, uh, teaching part-time, teaching, like, you know, different jazz camps, and uh, I do Skype lessons, stuff like that, and also... Um, you know, arranging for different people, but full time musician. That's what's up. You're just gonna plug your Skype joint. You Skype like Chris at <laughs> Christopher CR McBride Music. <laughs> <laughs> Get you a Skype lesson. So, man, you kind of famous for you know for your for your for your your uh, your motto. Oh uh, yeah, the art, the 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 callback. The callback. <laughs> it's not. It's not about the call. It's I tell the- people. I tell people all the time. Uh-huh. It's not about the call; it's about the call back. Anybody could get the first call, and you play the book, and it goes okay, and that's it. But when people call you back, that means that you brought something special to the music that they want to hear again. So it's not about the call; it's about the call back. And so, what do you do to ensure that that call back? You know, it seems like that can transcend music. It can just be for just about anything in life. You know. Um. Well, I mean, for for one, I think. You know, having a character that's not, I wouldn't say friendly, but just somebody approachable helps. You know, I have an approachable personality when um, 
when people call me and ask me to do stuff, you know, I'm always, you know, like, what are the details, blah, blah, blah. When I show up, I show up with a good attitude. Um, a lot of times you can show up and just play the, some some people just show up and play the book and, you know, it's just another job. But for me, it's like, man, we got, it's an opportunity to make music. Like, we're very yeah. fortunate that we get this opportunity, we get this chance to create something from just a sheet of paper. We get to create this this palette of of music for people to enjoy and to, to listen to and to appreciate. So I always try to approach it with the attitude. Even if I'm tired, man, I try to bring 110% to every show. <laughs> I was asking how you refine that, your approach to, uh, to getting called back. Oh, right, 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 right. What, what you went through. Did you go through any, like, life shit? Like, yeah, life things. Um, I just, I look, I think about the masters. I think about the people who I love, um, you know, the, the, the groups that I've loved that really, you know, I'm like, man, they want some special stuff, man. Um, like, Miles and like the 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 second quintet, but I always think about the 1964 concert, man. And um, you know, it was Herbie Hancock, Tony Williams, George Coleman, Ron Carter, Miles Davis, and like there were so many moments that you could tell they weren't looking at music, man. They were just creating, and so I was like, man, how do you get those moments? While you know, while looking at music, and the key, the, the the biggest thing is to try to get off the music as soon as possible. The more stuff you know, and the more stuff you can just create without looking at the music, the the better it is, man. Then you know, once you know what they're playing, then you know you could create your sense of harmony. Um, I always, you know, if if there's a a chance for me to put my own stamp on something, I always try to do that. As soon as possible with, you know, with my harmonic concept, um, you know, I think a lot of people appreciate that about me. That's one of the things that I I bring just as an individual. I, I have a great sense of harmony, and I'm pretty sure that came from singing in those choirs when I was little. Yeah. You know, I, I'll, I just have a, you know, if there's something that needs harmonies, I could put it on there. Um, But yeah, getting off the page, man. Getting off the page is is vital to being able to create the most artistic music possible. Right, right, right. So, man, I want to just switch gears for a second. Sure. Like, uh, what what unique challenges do you face trying to etch out a path, your own path in in New York City? The one of the challenges I think that I've I've had is trying to make sure that I'm not put in a jazz box. And by that I mean, you know, I love jazz music, um but I have studied many forms of music. I listen to many forms of music, you know, not not limited to hip hop, rock, uh gospel, house music, R&B, reggae, you know, those are just a couple classical. Like, so when sometimes I think in New York, people try to market you as soon as they can. So a lot of times you get marketed if you play jazz or you're out at a lot, at a lot of jazz clubs. It's like you're a jazz artist, and it's like, no, I'm an artist. I'm a musician. I'm not just a jazz artist. I play jazz. 
but I'm a musician who plays jazz. I'm not a jazz musician because that's not all that I am or that's not all I want to be defined by the time my career is over. So trying to make sure that I stay stay with my child because I love, you know, I love jazz. I want to continue to get better as a musician, but also making sure that people see me in those other genres of music um, and and that I can get a chance to, to express myself through those platforms as well. What roles did they did your parents play in uh, your musical development? My parents played a a big role. I mean, it just you know, I don't think we ever appreciate how what our parents do for us when we're coming up. You know, like <laughs> yeah. taking us to using the gas to take us to places. You know, you, paying for camps. You know, so they had a big role in my musical development. But I, I'm, as far as like musical genres, you know, like my mom, I I, lo- I love Earth with a Fire. I'm, I know that's through my mom. You know, like when I, I first remember hearing the uh, "Let's Groove Tonight" and the horns and stuff, I was <laughs> you know, I know that was my mom. And right. like, just I loved Earth Wind and Fire. You know, Frankie Beverly and Maeve, Stevie Wonder. Like, that was definitely my mom's doing. You know, I know every Bob Marley song ever, <laughs> you know, and I know that's from my dad. Peter Tosh, Gregory Isaacs, Black Uhuru, you know, all these different reggae groups. Third World, that I know that's my dad's influence. So they had, like, when it comes to R&B and reggae, gospel too with my okay. mom. Because every Sunday, we um, the gospel station be on on our way to church. So like I know that was all influenced by my parents those those songs that are in my my mind that are still in my mind today. Yeah. So like how do you not lose your identity with so many different musical styles floating around inside of you and coming out? You know, are are people not pigeonholing you as oh that's Chris the alto jazz saxophonist or that's Chris the hip hop saxophonist or, or whatever it may be? I think is a I think in order not to get pigeonholed you have to legitimately be a part of every scene, you know. And maybe that means making multiple stops in a night, you know. I could go and check out something going on at <clears throat> at a a club in Harlem that's got some, you know, R and B playing. Then I can go and, and play a jazz set, you know. This weekend I had to play, you know, I I played a musical on clarinet. Which required a lot of reading. I played an R and B gig, which just you know it required me knowing the melodies to these R and B songs, and then I played a jazz book, which required me to have you know to be able to read the jazz book and be able to get off the page, understand the chord changes, and understand the music and 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 follow with with the band. So it's like three different 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 genres of music, but. I was able to successfully do all of those because of all of the 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 music knowledge that I have from those genres of music that I could apply to my plan. So when somebody hears me, if they say, "Oh, that's Chris," I guess that's a good thing, especially if I'm I'm playing different genres and they can still go, "Oh yeah, that's Chris," because he's still playing like Chris. It's just playing R and B, or he's still playing like Chris, but he's playing. <laughs> You know, he's reading a, a clarinet book or, you know, whatever. So, like, to me, it's never a bad thing if people can identify you 
as long as they, you know, as like you said, I, in order for me not to be considered a jazz saxophonist, I have to step out of that genre of jazz and and get to other genres of music and make sure.